What's up, guys? Welcome to the first episode of the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. I am your host, Mike Hernishan. You can find me on Twitter at MikeH underscore draft. That's going to take a while to get used to. I am joined, as always, by my co-host and friend, the verified Devin Jackson. You can find him on Twitter at RealD underscore Jackson. Devin, how are you doing today, buddy? Doing pretty good, man. It was a long week last week, uh, a lot of big news, uh, a lot going on, uh, you know, for me, work-wise, and uh, and we're both heading into, into a new direction, a new kind of uh, new beginning, so to speak, um, so that that's exciting, but this weekend was Groundhog Day, and uh, my boy Punxsutawney Phil, he didn't see his shadow, so I mean, spring is coming, supposedly, but uh, we'll see. But that experience was insane. Uh, there was 50,000 people that showed up to a small town called Punxsutawney. It's in like north, the northwestern part of Pennsylvania. Um, a town of 5,600 people. And it was great. Uh, I That was my first time ever going to a Groundhog Day festivity. And it was a literal party out there. So... Having did all that, that that was an absolute blast. Um, just watching all the people just cheer for a groundhog, which is insane. But it's, it's peak America for sure. <laughs> but uh, it, it was a, it was a fun. funny you mentioned that. So we have, uh, I mean, for for those of you who have never heard the podcast before, Devin is from Pennsylvania, uh, where he lives in Pennsylvania. He's from New Orleans. He's New Orleans' third favorite son. Uh, and I live in ter- just outside Toronto. Now, about three hours north of where I am, we have our own version of Punxsutawney Phil. His name is Wyerton Willie. Wyerton Willie overslept. And, like, so you did yours at, like, what, 6, 7 a.m., right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wyerton Willie slept until, like, noon. (laughs) And, like, you you mentioned 50,000 people going out to see a gopher. Wyerton Willie was visited by, like, 15s of people. (laughs) um but you did mention the you know big you know big news and the big change for us now for those of you that have followed us before uh thank you for following us still for those of you that are new um thank you for giving us a listen uh in case you missed it on our on our twitter feed last week Devin and i used to work for whole nine sports you may have noticed in the opening we weren't the big shots podcast presented by Whole Nine Sports, and you by clicking on this, you'll see that we're just the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. Devin and I no longer work for Whole Nine Sports. We have joined Dalton Miller and his crew at Blue Chip Scouting. We are looking very forward to, you know, to what's ahead, and we've transitioned from just being Big Ten-centric to being an NFL Draft Podcast, and we're going to cover college football during the college football season. And then we're going to transition into being more of a draft-focused podcast, probably towards the end of the of the season. But like right now, of course, we're in draft season. The Super Bowl, we're recording this on Monday. The Super Bowl was yesterday. So, I mean, again, if you're new, welcome. And if you're an old follower, thank you for staying with us. 
Uh, we got a lot of big stuff planned ahead. We have a lot of guests lined up, and I do mean a lot of guests lined up. And I can't wait to work more with guys like Jared Feinberg. We're going to have Dalton on the podcast at some point, hopefully soon. There are a lot of really, really good people that we can't wait to work more with. Um, you know, whether it's from other websites, like we're just, we're so excited. Yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely a new phase, a new, a new, uh, new chapter uh, in our already, you know. Some might say it's our next chapter. Yeah, uh, Kevin Durant flows, <laughs> our next chapter. Uh, <laughs> we're going to put blue chip scouting on our shirts, you know. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for the opportunity. Uh, you know, like we talked about last episode, a lot of good connections down at the Senior Bowl that you made. Uh, a lot of connections we both made uh, just over our time on Twitter. Um, so it's definitely definitely a new beginning, uh, definitely an exciting beginning. And uh, I'm definitely looking forward to the, the coming months, especially with NFL Draft now wrapping up full-time, uh, prospects wrapping, uh, ramping up full-time. Uh, we're getting really deep into, you know, draft season now. It's, it's definitely going big now uh, with the Super Bowl ending you know ending yesterday and officially running in kind of a, a new section uh of our time we have the xfl coming up as well uh we'll have to keep an eye on some of those guys but mainly our focus will be heading towards nfl draft which is what two months away so uh, like two and a half months away so that we're we're getting ready for that man yeah, for sure. Um, now, again, we know that there's going to be some people that have never heard us before. So we, I figured, Devin, what do you think that we, for those that have maybe not heard our takes, or for those that have just heard our takes on the Big Ten and maybe haven't read our stuff on the draft, the best way that I thought that we could introduce ourselves was going back and forth. And how we're going to do this today is we're going to go through our top 25 big boards. I'm going to give my first five, then you're going to give your first five, and so on and so forth. Um, now... Devin and I have worked together um, since May, May of last year. Sounds about right. Yep. yep. Um, I am very easy to get in contact with on Twitter in terms of where I rank players. I always put out uh, threads on like where I rank guys, you know, within the position uh, based off of whatever recent event there is. I always update my big board, make sure that people can keep in touch i have not seen anything from devin i have no idea what his big board is so i'm assuming there's going to be some variance uh between the two of us despite how closely we've worked together um so i'm definitely excited uh, i think both of us um you know focusing on big 10 we're gonna be i think we're both pretty high on some of the big 10 guys that are, that are in the draft for sure um, but yeah, you know, taking the time to now, you know, not only just focus on the Big Ten, but taking a step back, kind of looking at some of those other guys that I haven't really gotten a chance to look at. Uh, I've been able to, you know, kind of slowly look at some film over the last week or so to kind of evaluate how, you know, where guys are that, you know, I may not have seen. Now, like players like from Alabama, LSU, Clemson, uh, I've seen a bunch of them. Like I just watched them in general. You know, even despite covering the Big Ten. Uh, but some of those other guys and some of those other colleges, I haven't seen a bunch of. So for me to, you know, go back and take a look at some of their strengths and weaknesses, how pe other people are ranking them, uh, and then kind of making my own ranking depending on, 
you know, everybody else relative to, to the field. Uh, I think that we're probably, uh, I think probably past like five, I think it's really going to get interesting. Uh, oh, definitely. And does it see how we kind of value, you know, the players in. Now, I think we'll probably have a few players here and there, but I think our general list will have some of the same players, of course. It's not going to be anything wild, but I think our rankings are definitely going to be all over the place. I'm intrigued to see how this is because, if, correct me if I'm wrong, Devin, this is your first year actually covering the, covering the draft, right? Yes. This is my seventh. I've been doing this for a long time. My first year was the Teddy Bridgewater draft. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how two guys that are the exact same age, but in terms of experience, there's a lot of difference, how we vary. But enough beating around the bush. Why don't you start? We'll give, uh, you know, like your top five. We'll break it down a little bit. Then I'll give my top five and then we'll just kind of go that way. So go for it. All right, so number one, uh, I don't think this really comes as a, as a surprise. Uh, I got Chase Young as the number one overall player. Uh, I think just his dominance throughout the season, uh, how explosive he is, how a freak of an athlete he is, it, it just can't be overstated. I think he's the number one player. Number two, Joe Burrow. Um, had one of the best seasons we ever seen as a college football player. The improvements he's made in his, his passing arsenal, uh, ability to extend plays, um, throwing people open, uh, the the fact that he has touch on his deep ball, back shoulder passes, uh, he's a total package, and uh, he'll certainly probably be the Bengals' number one pick uh, in April. Number three, I got Jeff Okuda, uh, lockdown corner, absolutely stout defender, um, love his coverage skills, love his ball skills, um, everything about him. He, he, he takes away a side of the field for sure. I think he is that type of talent. I, I, I just can't put – I just feel like he's, a, he's definitely a third best player in, in, this, in this draft class. Uh, for Isaiah Simmons, his versatility, what he does on, on, both, on multiple levels, whether it's rushing a passer – uh, playing straight up linebacker, matching up with tight ends, matching up receivers, uh, how fast he is, how big he is, safety, linebacker. He can do it all. Uh, a crazy hybrid player. Um, and, and I absolutely love to watch him play, love his film. Um, and he's going to make a team very, very happy for the amount of things he can bring to the table. And finally, for number five, I got Derek Brown, defensive tackle from Auburn. He's simply dominant. Um, Dominant force up front. Man, he is wrecking LSU's game plan. I think that's the, the, the game a lot of people reference when you see his film. Uh, he he absolutely is a stud. Um, although I don't think he'll go in the top five or maybe not even the top ten, I think he's, he's the fifth best player in, in this draft class. We're actually not that dissimilar at the top. So obviously with me, Chase Young, uh, I've compared him to Julius Peppers. I think that the phrase generational talent is, uh, sorry, generational player is thrown around way too much. Uh, I prefer generational talent. He's got the talent to be generational. Uh, he is that dude. Uh, 16 and a half sacks and you missed two games this, this uh, year. And, I mean, aside from what I saw from one Twitter troll saying that he couldn't get it done against the big guys because he was uh, doing nothing... Or, you know, he did nothing against like Penn State, or he did nothing against uh, Clemson, or whatever, and he did it done again. He got everything done against Rutgers and Maryland. By the way, those are the two games he got suspended for. So, um, 
yeah, he he was dominant this year. Uh, he probably should have been higher in the, in the Heisman voting. Um, number two, Joe Burrow. You mentioned everything. I mean, the greatest uh, college quarterback season we've ever seen. Sixty touchdowns, like just insane. I've comped him to Tony Romo. I think he plays very similar to him. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Yes, he is a one-year wonder, but I mean, it's a little little different. I mean, we're going to have to see what what he looks like when he's going to be away from Ensminger and he's not going to have Jamar Chase to throw to and he's not going to have Joe Brady in his ear. It's going to be very interesting to see, but I, I'm willing to bet on Joe Burrow. Jerry Judy is my number three, the receiver out of Alabama. I've comped him to a, a hybrid of Chad Johnson and Odell Beckham Jr. I think he's a fantastic route runner. I think he's one of the best route runners I have ever scouted. He had a little bit of, of trouble this year with some drops, but, uh, I mean, he is just as elusive as it gets. Uh, route running is absolutely his forte. And the dude's probably going to run a 4-3, and he was considered the slow guy in that receiving core. Jeffrey Okuda is number four for me. I've comped him to Jalen Ramsey. I think he has the potential to be a top-five corner in the class. Uh, he's the prototype defensive back corner that... Um, the NFL looks for and coming into this year there were the questions about whether Okuda had the ball skills he definitely did I think he had three interceptions this year he locked down opposing teams number ones all year long and then number five for me as well is also Derek Brown got you man uh yeah Jerry Judy wasn't too far off for me uh he's actually number six on my list uh in, in top to in, in terms of you know top 25 players uh, for all the reasons you just said uh his route running change of speed, uh, change of direction, just how he elus how elusive he is when the ball is in his hands. Uh, he, he can separate like no other, and, you know, he, he's just a, just a special player, and he's definitely the, the number one receiver in this class. Uh, moving forward, I got at number seven, I got Andrew Thomas, the tackle out of Georgia. Uh, love his game. Love how physical he is. Uh, love how he plays. I think he, he's a, a, a great player, a great asset. He, he's OT1 for me. Uh, I think he'll be gone in the top 10. Uh, where he'll go uh, is still up for question, but teams need to tackle, and I think he definitely fulfills that spot for sure. Uh, number eight, a uh, little bit of surprise here. I'm going with Javon Kinlaw. Uh, just how explosive he is. Uh, what he did um, at the Senior Bowl was amazing. Uh, just from two days of work. Um, I, I just think that, you know, people were like kind of on, on the fence with him. I think he's no doubt uh, a top 10 player in this draft class. Um, just love love all the work that he does. Uh, love love his, how he hand fights, how he can get past uh, offensive linemen, uh, bull rush. He can do it all. Uh, number nine, I got uh, Tua uh, Tagovailoa. I know he's coming off that injury. Uh, I know it's still a lot of questions about him, but I, I think that uh, he should be healthy when it's time for him to go. Uh, I think he's still one of the best players in this draft class. Um, I think the Dolphins will probably still draft him, and I think he will be the second quarterback, obviously, taken off the board. But just how how accurate he is, uh, his ball placement, you know, his deep ball. I think that, you know, a lot of people were, you know, looking at kind of the – you know, the games that he didn't look that great in, you know, like, I mean, LSU game, he had he had a couple of mishaps, uh, Clemson last year, 
but I think he's still a very talented quarterback. Uh, you would love to see him more healthy because that you know is definitely a huge concern for him for sure, uh, whether or not he is healthy. But um, yeah, I, I that's you know my only concern with him. But in terms of being a leader, in terms of um, you know directing the offense, in terms of picking up our defense, he definitely has those. Um, tangibles and, and those those attributes and then finally r- wrapping up my top 10 uh, I'm gonna go CD Lamb from Oklahoma uh, getting a lot of comparisons from uh, DeAndre Hopkins I don't necessarily see that I don't really have a comp for him yet but just his ability his strength uh, his, his route running is pretty good uh, his hands are great um, just everything he can do with the ball in his hands uh, similar to what Judy does uh, but Judy's obviously faster and, and a little bit more explosive. But CeeDee Lamb, he, he's he's a great target for um, – he was a great target for Jalen Hurts and for Kyler Murray. And just how he can separate and, and do the things that he does, it, it can't be overstated. So I, you just have to love what uh, CeeDee Lamb brings to the table. Again, really good list, and well, my uh, suspicions were definitely conf- uh, confirmed because we do have some separation here in the uh, six to ten range. Number six for me is Isaiah Simmons, the linebacker, safety, nickelback, six foot five, two hundred thirty pound. Just put him on defense from Clemson. Uh, again, everything that you mentioned for him earlier, uh, I agree. Number seven for me is Tua. Uh, I have a feeling that if he were healthy, he would be. Um, high like if he were fully healthy and he didn't have the injury concerns he would have gotten a little bit higher on my board maybe being a little bit closer to you know to burrow um i do kind of get some of those drew Brees vibes from him that smaller he's not overly athletic but i mean he um, a younger drew Brees was uh pretty athletic for his, for his time in terms of escapability and uh, making the right play, he's got not the strongest arm, but he's he's got definitely enough of a strong arm in order to make all of the throws. Number eight for me, Javon Kinlaw, the defensive lineman out of South Carolina. I absolutely love this kid's film. I met him down in Mobile, and I love him even more as a person. Uh, I mean, I just I, I love this kid. Uh, number nine for me is C.D. Lamb. Everything you just said. Um, again, great route runner spectacular hands great after the catch had to deal with some uh basically uh backyard football throws from Jalen Hurts this year um which maybe if he had like a uh, honestly a better quarterback he probably would have been even more deadly which is scary Uh, and then number 10 is my OT one and that's Jedrick Wills the offensive tackle out of Alabama I've compared him to Tyron Smith yeah, the uh, funny thing, <laughs> we have we have a lot of the same players, uh, with the exception of, like, Andrew Thomas. Um, but funny thing is, number 11 for me is Jedrick, Jedrick Wills. Uh, because uh, he, he's he's definitely someone that uh, is kind of a, a late bloomer for me. Like, I didn't really notice him same. during the season. But, you know, I went back and I saw kind of the hype around him. And I was like, yeah, I got, I got to take a look at his game and he he is up for expectations up to expectations so that's definitely something that uh i did not see coming um but then again it's alabama and they do produce uh some great offensive linemen so that he's he's my number 11 for sure uh number 12 tristan worth someone i got to watch closely all season long um i think that a lot of people 
doesn't give him the credit that he deserves. And a lot of people want him to move down to guard. Um, I think he's fine at tackle. I would like. To- I think it's more of a height thing with with that. They kind of think he's in that like six three, six four range. Yeah, yeah. I, I I definitely think that he should be fine to stay where he is uh, at tackle. I like him at tackle. Uh, I thought uh, he was a lot better than Alaric Jackson. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, yes. Um, <laughs> that for sure. Um, but that's definitely he's he's a guy that I think will, you know, even if he does play guard, I think he'll be great at Iowa Breeze. Those great offensive linemen, um, and he's another one. Great technique, um, great power. Uh, just just want to see him. You know, a, a few little things here and there you would like to see him improve on. But in overall, he, he's a he's a great prospect. Thirteen. For me, is Christian Fulton DB out of LSU, um, definitely someone that came on strong down towards the, the latter of the season. He had some issues. The LSU secondary in general had issues all season, um, with the exception of Derek Stingley, uh, which is why you know the name Grant Delpa has not come up yet, which will come in later. But um, Christian Fulton, he, he he's another one of those guys, a, a solid corner. Um, you know, I, I don't expect him to be like locked down at the next level, but I do expect him. He has a lot of talent, great ball skills, uh, can make plays on the football. I think that he will be a, a great asset for a team. Um, could develop into a lockdown corner. I don't see him as one coming right out of college, but he he does he he does provide tight coverage even when, on the passes that are completed against him. They they aren't tough. I mean, they are pretty tough catches. Fourteen Henry Ruggs the third. Uh, receiver Alabama, the uh, the has has to be one of the the more underrated names, um, really in, in in the the draft world and, and really in Alabama. I know Devonte Smith also Devonte Smith also was an, another underrated name. But he decided to go back to school, but Henry Ruggs, his speed, um, man, he just has blazing speed. Just, just breakaway speed, even faster than Jerry Judy, and Jerry Judy is pretty damn, damn fast. Um, you know, Henry Ruggs, he, he can fly. Someone that, some reason, I just envision him. I know you'll like to hear this, Mike, but I can just envision him in the Eagles uniform. They're just oh yes. There's just, there's just no way I don't see him in the Eagles uniform for some reason. I every time I hear his name, I just think that has to be the Eagles pick. You know. Uh, but he he's my number thir- fourteen player, and then fifteen um, is Kalevon Chason, uh, defense the edge player for LSU. Uh, great story, uh, uh, even even better guy. Um, you know, had dealt with a lot of injury. I think that finally we got to see his body of work, and man, he was dominant really down the stretch for the LSU defense, especially in that championship game against Clemson. He played so well, um, and I think that. You know, a lot of people had mid twenties. I think he's a he's a top fifteen talent. Um, now it just had to see what you know his testing numbers are. You know, we're still waiting on pro days, so the of course these lists are fluid. You know, these aren't just like set in stone. But uh, with this kind of being my first top twenty five list, uh, it's def- he's definitely someone I wanted to include in top fifteen. Yeah, def- definitely, Devin. Uh, this is where we definitely start to separate a little bit in terms of rankings because there's some guys that you've mentioned. Uh, that are a little bit lower, and some guys that I'm going to mention that you have not even hinted at yet. Number 11 for me is Caleb Von Chase on the edge at LSU. I was lower on him, and then over the Senior Bowl week, I watched more of his tape. 
just because. And man, he is he has the potential to be so good. I know that he didn't really play, you know, play all that much. And I know that he missed some time this year with some injury, and he missed all of last year with injury. But when he was on this year, he was on. And in the college football playoffs, he was most certainly on. He was abusing the opponent, uh, sorry, the opponents. And you also don't get to wear 18 at Clemson for two years. Or sorry, not at Clemson. 18 at LSU for two years without being known as a very good leader. That is like folklore. And you as an LSU fan know that. So I'm pretty sure that uh, it will probably surprise both of us that I'm the one that's higher on Chase on than you are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, word to Jacob Hester, number 18. Uh, he's probably the most memorable one for me. Uh, but yeah, go ahead with your list. All right, number 12, you mentioned him earlier, Henry Ruggs third. I want him playing in Philly so badly. I have comped him to Tyreek Hill without the extensive uh, list of red flags that came with Tyreek Hill. Uh, number 13, a guy you and I both got to watch a lot this year, AJ Epinesa, the edge-slash-defensive tackle out of Iowa, I've compared him to Cameron Jordan. I think he offers a lot of the same things. It's going to be interesting to see how he weighs in at the Combine, although I think he's going to blow up athletic testing. This dude had a little bit of a dip in his production, but towards again the end of the season this year, came on strong. Uh, in the 2018 season, he had 12 sacks as a backup. So, I mean, production is definitely not going to be a question with AJ uh, Epineza. 14, we have a running back. Uh, it's RB1. No, it is not Jonathan Taylor. It's also not DeAndre Swift. It's J.K. Dobbins. I love J.K. Dobbins. I love the fact that I was so low on him entering the season, and he has shut me up basically every week since then. Um, he was running back eight uh, for me coming into the season. So that is a meteoric rise for J.K. Dobbins. Um, and 15, you mentioned him earlier. He's your OT1. It's Andrew Thomas. Uh I also have J.K. Dobbins as RB1, and he comes in at number 16 on my list. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, man. A lot of people are still not on the hype train yet, and I don't understand why. Um, I know DeAndre Swift, he, he's a little bit of a better receiver, but, man, y'all have to really look at uh, some of y'all who have not seen J.K. Dobbins, and uh, speaking of which, Dalton Miller did a fantastic uh, oh, yes. comparison piece on Cam Akers versus J.K. Dobbins. So make sure to check that out on Blue Chip Scouting. Look at me already giving a plug. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, 16 is J.K. Dobbins for me. Uh, absolutely love his game. His cutability skills, durability, uh, abilities to read uh, uh, holes. I mean, it, he can do it all. He, he really is a complete back. I think he's the most complete back. In this draft class, um, and I love his game. Haven't watched him pretty much every week of the season this year, and some of the games last year, uh, I've seen a bunch of tape on him. So, for sure, uh, he is definitely my number uh, 16 player. 17 is Xavier McKinney, the safety out of Alabama. Woo! Uh, another guy that has not really been talked about a whole bunch uh he's safety one in my book over grant delpit which it will come as a surprise to some people um with me especially being an lsu fan but mckinney's range uh just his ability to diagnose plays there's a there's there's not a lot of plays as compared to like delpit where delpit just simply 
just didn't really show much effort. McKinney, you know, he brings it 110% every every time he steps on the field. Uh, leaves no doubt. I uh, love his game. I think he he's definitely someone that's been rising on my board. Uh, 18, A.J. Epineza. You talked about him earlier. Um, really someone that came on strong late in the season, similar to what you know, he did last year. He absolutely wrecked the bowl game against Mississippi State last year. Um, and he wrecked, you know, kind of down the stretch as well. Uh, when Iowa needed, you know, some big wins, he really turned on the juice. Uh, one example is the Minnesota game. He, he really turned it on, and uh, it, he really showed that he is a, is a top-level talent. Like you said, he will probably blow the combine testing uh, numbers out of the water. 19 is Justin Herbert. Um, I think that there's a considerable drop-off after Joe Burrow and Tua uh, Tungvaloa. And uh, Justin Herbert, he... I think I really see him as the Colts' next quarterback or the Chargers' next quarterback. I don't know which one will get him. Uh, maybe the Colts will trade up to get him. But I really see him as one of the, either one of those teams' next quarterbacks. Uh, maybe Jordan Love gets into the equation as well. Uh, spoiler, he is not in my top 25 list. So uh, this will be the final quarterback in my top 25. Just only three. Um, but... Herbert, he, he has a great arm. Um, obviously, I love his size, his running ability. Uh, you know, has some questions about, you know, some accuracy, um, some decision-making. Um, but uh, for the most part, he, he really played he, – he really did well down in Mobile. Uh, and finally, rounding out my top 20, uh, I alluded, alluded to him earlier. Uh, Grant Delbit comes in at number 20 for me. Um, just too many plays that – he, you know, missed tackles or missed assignments or anything like that. He's still a tremendous talent. And I think that a team may still get him in the top tw- top 10, top 15, uh, especially as I have a great day, you know, testing-wise. But a lot of concerns with, you know, his effort and, uh, you know, his, his interest in the games at times. But for the most part, he's still a, a, a hell of a player. I still love his game, still love him as a player. Um, but just we'll want to see those kind of things. You know, you don't want to see those kind of things on film, and, and those definitely show up and miss tackles as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the one guy that's a little bit different on your list than on mine is uh, Xavier Can- uh, McKinney. Now, obviously, my big board is a lot bigger than just 25. I just figured that this was a great way for us to kind of introduce ourselves to you know, the new audience and, you know, given that we're a draft podcast now. Uh, Xavier McKinney is 29th on my board. Now, admittedly, I do still think I need to go back and watch a little bit more of his tape because he is getting a lot of buzz from others in terms of breaking into people's top 20s, top 15s. Um, So I do feel like I kind of owe it to go back and check the film and and see if what I thought when I last watched his film, which was back in like November, whether that still stands pat now. And he has crept up the more I've seen clips of him, but I want to do like a full uh, deep dive of, of his tape. Not really too, too much difference um, from from mine, uh, so why don't I just get into it? 16 for me, T. Higgins, wide receiver out of Clemson. I haven't come up with a comp for him just yet. Uh, I try to avoid forcing comps, uh, but I just I really like his game. 6'4", 220, jump ball specialist. Uh, he's not going to be overly fast, but he's going to be able to create separation with just his sheer size. And I know that that can scare some people, and it scared off NFL teams in the past, but I just, I just, 
I have a feeling that the NFL is going to love T. Higgins, and if he's able to do half of what I think he can do at the combine, I think he's going to lock himself into kind of that, you know, middle to late first round pick. Uh, 17 for me, Grant Delpit. This is someone that came into the season as my number two overall player. At the beginning of the season, actually not even at the beginning of the season, sorry, back when I started my um, 2020 work in like July and August, uh, my top players in the in in the uh in the draft went jerry judy one grant delpit two and he just was basically a no-show but if you go if you go back and you look at his sophomore film he looks like a top 10 player and then i don't know what happened this year um i don't know if he was preserving himself i don't know if he was hurt like banged up with i think he had an ankle injury at some point i don't know whether he just never really recovered or didn't want to risk further injury it's it's an interesting case, and he's kind of, you know, surely, you know, slowly but surely just kind of fallen down my board. 18, another LSU kid. You mentioned him earlier, Christian Fulton. I kind of sat with Sour on him at the beginning of the season, but the more I watched, the more I liked him. Um, I don't know if just in my head I thought, well, if he's a senior corner, how good can he be? He's he's real good. He's, he's real good. Uh, he was, uh, for most of the season, arguably better than Grant Delpit. Uh, 19, you mentioned him already, Tristan Wirfs, uh, the offensive tackle out of Iowa. I really like him. It's just, I, again, in the middle, he had some rough film. And two years in a row uh, against Penn State, he definitely struggled. And 20 is Justin Herbert. He had a good week down in Mobile. He kind of secured that first round grade for me, but he's he's not in in the same realm as a Tua or as a Joe Burrow to me. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh Coming in number 21, uh, wrapping up here the list. Uh, 21 for me is DeAndre Swift, uh, running back out of Georgia. Um, has some injury concerns, but for the most part, I like his game. I like what he brings to the table. Uh, a great receiver out of the backfield, which is especially important, especially in the climate we live in now for the, the NFL, where it's a, a much more passing league. And you need running backs that can create matchup nightmares. Uh, you see what Alvin Kamara can do, Christian McCaffrey can do, uh, running backs like that, uh, Miles Sanders for the Eagles. Uh, you have to have that that dynamic. He definitely brings that dynamic as well as power, elusiveness. Uh, he's great in the open field, but like I said, uh, especially with running backs, you have to be concerned about uh, injuries. Uh, he does have some injuries here. Has had his shoulder banged up a little bit, uh, and that's something that he's going to – take contact every single play. So you have to be worried about that just a little bit. Um, but he's my number 21 player. 22 for me, uh, C.J. Henderson, the DB out of Florida. Um, someone that kind of grew on me as the season went, went along. I really wasn't too keen on him uh, throughout the season, but I went back and looked at his tape. Uh, he's a pretty good corner, uh, phenomenal. Uh, I like him a lot more than I like Trayvon Diggs from Alabama. Um and uh, Diggs actually didn't make my top 25. He'll, he'll likely be in the top 30, top 35, but not top 25. Um, but I like C.J. Henderson's game. Uh, I think he's a great corner. Um, and I think that he'll definitely, uh, you know, a team will definitely pick him up. He, he can be uh, a solid uh, DB for years to come. 23, you mentioned him earlier, T. Higgins. Uh, love his size, love his speed, uh, love his ball skills. And I, I think he'll he'll translate at the next level. You know, sometimes guys that big, uh, you know, don't typically 
translate well or just don't do uh, come up to expectations. But Clemson has a pretty damn good track record for uh, receivers. You look at one that played in the Super Bowl last night, Sammy Watkins, for example, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. They have a good track record for receivers. So you have to be excited for what T. Higgins can bring to the table. 24, another LSU guy. Uh, What a a shocker. But Justin Jefferson, uh, someone that has really, really caught my interest over the last couple weeks um you know some people are pretty split on him some of them you know having a top 20 top 25 some of them having their top 40 it really depends on you know how much you value you know what he does but he, he's a phenomenal route runner love his hands not the fastest guy but can still make moves in the open field uh love what he brings to the table uh was a perfect he can be the perfect uh one-two punch for somebody um, and I just love what he brings to the table. And finally, wrapping up the top 25 list, I got Yeter Gross Matos as my final one. Um, one of those guys where his his hype coming into the season, he was supposed to be a top 10, top 15 talent. Uh, but, you know, just didn't really play out that way. But he's still a tremendous talent, has a tremendous get off. Um, Want to see him, you know, get better with – his pass rush moves, but his intangibles, his speed, uh, his size is, is definitely something that teams will clamor for at the next level. I think that he can bring uh, a much-needed spark. And in this climate, you need pass rushers. He's def- a definite pass rusher, a definite game wrecker. We saw last night, again, how important it is to get to the, the quarterback. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is running around making plays you need somebody to sack him because you give him time outside of the pocket we see what he can do uh, i think you gross matos can be that person for a team what's kind of funny is that we had some variance there in the middle but i'm gonna rattle off my my uh 21 to 25 and we're gonna have a lot of the same players 21 for me is linebacker kenneth murray out of oklahoma uh i love kenneth murray uh i think that the, with Dylan Moses uh, going down with injury this year and ultimately deciding to stay in school, uh, we were at risk of having a serious lack at linebacker after um, Isaiah Simmons. But Kenneth Murray, uh, he is a tackling machine, and he has proven so over the past two years. Uh, when you get a chance, Devin, you're going to absolutely love this kid's film. 22 for me, C.J. Henderson. You said it. I mean, I was a little higher on him coming into the year. Um, yeah, he had some bad effort plays, and sure, he doesn't want to tackle, but um, he's pretty good in coverage. Like, he's really good in coverage. Um, you know, he there's a there's a, um, a stigma about Florida corners that I thought that he was maybe going to break, and I think he probably will, but I don't know. This last year on tape kind of had some Grant Delpit vibes to it a little bit. 23, Justin Jefferson. I love this kid. He's Devontae Adams 2.0. Uh, 24, DeAndre Swift uh, uh, from Georgia, and 25 for me is also Yitor Gross Matos. Um, getting to talk with Cam Brown down in Mobile, this, I mean, Yitor is beloved by everyone at Penn State. This is insane, because I'm pretty sure we all have, we have the same play. Well, you have Kenneth Murray in yours, and I have McKinney in mine's, but... I want to say outside of those two. Players, I think we actually had twenty-four of twenty-five match up, but just in a different order. That's pretty crazy. That is quite funny. But yeah, I mean, I think, man, I can't really disagree with your list because I could, 
I, it took me a, a couple of hours today to kind of finalize it, and I was going back and forth. And, you know, even, like, right before we came on, I made a few last-minute changes because I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, the Herbert ranking, I had him at 16, but I was like, uh, I don't really see him that high. So, just like... All right, so I got a question for you. Yeah, what's up? Who are some guys that just missed your top 25? Uh, Kenneth Murray, uh, one of the guys you just... <laughs> <laughs> just mentioned he he just missed it uh someone i talked about also was trayvon diggs he just missed the list as well Ooh, i'm low on trayvon i've got him at 40 Ooh. uh i don't blame you <laughs> he, he's he has some really bad film this year um those are a couple of guys as well um hamler is a little bit down there on the list down the f- uh near the 40 mark um, uh he is in the where is he for me He's sixty six. I'm 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 kind of low on KJ Hamler. Yeah, uh, but those are some of the guys. Um, trying to think who else that I missed because I have it like on a, a document in my computer. But I just wrote it down quickly on my phone, the top twenty five, so that I had it like with me. Um, I'll, I mean, I'll give you the 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 five that kind of missed out, like the the next five, if you will. Uh, twenty six for me is Makai Becton, the offensive tackle out of Louisville. Uh, have you gotten to watch this kid? I have not yet. Oh, you're in for a treat. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to check him out for sure. So I was low on Orlando Brown a couple years ago because I just I I had questions about his foot speed at like six eight and three seventy or whatever he was. Makai Becton is Orlando Brown with footwork like Lane Johnson. Oh wow. Uh yeah, he's a monster of a human being. Uh, I've seen him compared to Bryant McKinney. Uh, he used to play basketball at uh, back in high school. So you're dealing with a guy with, uh, with elite footwork who also just happens to be a gigantic human. Uh, LaVisca Chenault, 27. Jonathan Taylor, 28. Xavier McKinney, 29. And Patrick Queen, 30. Yeah, I was just about to say, I, I just uh, went and took a quick look. One of the guys is, um, you, you just mentioned, uh, which is LaVisca Chenault. I had him initially uh, at the 23 spot, but uh, I changed that with, who did I put at 23? Uh, T. Higgins. Um, so they swap places. Uh, he was one of the guys. This wide receiver cl- class is stacked, because I'm pretty sure in most classes, LaVisca Chenault would probably be wide receiver one or two. Absolutely. He, he's, he's one of the guys that, that missed out for me. Uh, Terrell Lewis, he missed out as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, your guy Neville Gallimore. Hey, he just—he's—he's he's like in the mid thirties. For, for those who don't know, I have what some have called an unhealthy relationship with Neville Gallimore. Uh, <laughs> now, Neville Gallimore and I are also both Canadian. Uh, he was the first guy I met down in Mobile. I met him before I met any of the guys from Bull Nine Sports while I was down there. Um. He is a great dude. Um, kicked ass out in the Senior Bowl. Uh, he's 32nd on my board. So, I mean, I'm trying to let my, uh, my Canadian, um, you, know, f- you know, I'm trying to avoid pu- uh, unnecessarily uh, bumping him up due to the Canadian factor. Because I've been burned in the past by that. <laughs> And then uh, a couple more players that I want to mention, Julian Quara and Brendan Ayuk. 
uh, two other guys had uh, just missed the cut for me. So Definitely. I mean, Ayuk has been getting a lot of buzz, and I think, um, you know, the Senior Bowl coming into it, there were people that said that, like, he was going to be a first-round pick, and every team that had been spoken to had said that, like, oh, we've got him higher than Nikhil Harry. Like, I think his buzz needs to kind of come down a little bit. Well, I think it's at an all-time high. Well, if you think about it, if Nikhil Harry was in this draft class, he would not be first round. Dude, if Nikhil Harry was in this class, it, and, and Nikhil Harry was my number one wide receiver last year, he would be behind, for me, Jerry Judy, C.D. Lamb, Henry Ruggs, T. Higgins, Justin Jefferson, and maybe LaVisca Chanel. So a lot of people there are saying that that's not really, that's not helping. <laughs> because the receiver class last year compared to this class is not even close. Yeah, like, hang on. I can actually pull up my my, my thing from last year, my, my big board from last year. Uh, where was... Uh, I pulled up my draft grades, but it still has what he was he was ranked in it. So Nikhil Harry was my 16th ranked player. I would have him ranked behind Lavisca Chenault, who is 27th. We're talking about a full half round. Yeah, this draft class is stacked not only at wide receiver but just in general. Yeah, so I mean, you can't. It's so hard to compare drafts because like. They're not the same caliber players. Like some some position groups are a lot better than others. Like the quarterbacks this year versus quarterback last year. I mean, ah, <laughs> you know, what I mean, like, come on, you know, receiver receiving group. Uh, hell, even running backs. It, it's just it's so different. It's so hard to like say. Oh, since Nikhil Harry had a first. You know, he was a first-round pick last year. People teams have him higher than Nikhil Harry. Okay, Nikhil Harry would, might be his second, third-round pick in this draft. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it, it's, look at last year's running backs compared to this year. Yeah, I mean, Josh Jacobs was good, first-round pick in my board. David Montgomery's second-round pick. He went in round three, but he was a second-round grade. But like, it's it's insane. The running backs this year, I have. Four in my top fifty. Oh, sorry, no, four in my top fifty-three. Who's the fourth? Cam Akers. Nope. Edward Hilaire. Mm. I love him. He's like Mark Ingram. Mm. Interesting. Akers is fi- Akers is fifth. So uh, I guess I since we're talking about Akers, what's kind of your opinion on him? Uh, I've seen it. I've seen it go both ways. I think he's good. I think Florida State had no idea how to use him. And the fact that they had almost no talent on that offense didn't help either. Could you see him as more of a, like, Alvin Kamara type of breakout where yeah. where he didn't necessarily get the touches he was supposed to get? Although I was really high on Alvin Kamara that year. I had him, in, I, had him I want to say, in my top 20. 20. I almost played him in high school. Excuse me? Yes. I know you're from Georgia, but... Yeah, almost play them. Like... By the way, I have to change that then because I didn't know until recently because I've been calling you Louisiana's third favorite son. And I only fa- found out while I was down in Mobile that y- you only spent a year of your life in New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I'm, uh, but... <laughs> as we talked before, I'm, I'm definitely more of a Louisiana 
Like, I just I rep them a lot harder than I would Georgia. We'll just put yeah, it definitely. Um, but yeah, I almost played. I almost played in my high school. We made it to the final four my junior year of high school, and uh, we were playing in the obviously the the state semifinal game, and we lost. But the next game would have been against Norcross, <laughs> and Alvin Kamara was on that team. So oh my god. All right, so that's going to do it for us today, guys. As always, I'm uh, Mike Hernish. You can find me on Twitter at MikeH_Draft. Like I said, that's going to take a while for me to get used to because I just changed that handle. Devin had it real nice and easy because, I mean, he's the verified. It's RealD_Jackson. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at BigShotsPod. Um, look out for some articles coming from us on BlueChipScouting.com. And until next week, guys, take it easy.